Chris Paul gets in. Got a wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first to Booker for the long race. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Welcome, everybody, to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. I am your host, Gavin. And, of course, we're joined by everybody's favourite piece of shit, Boyd. How are you going, Boyd? Unreal, mate. Unreal. And even after that fucking uh, show up yesterday, I'm still fucking good because we're we're fucking getting more W's than we are L's, mate. So I'm fucking I'm going pretty good. We love it. We love it. And today we have a special guest all the way from Suns Twitter, Mr. Andrew Leesus. Andrew, thank you for joining us, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm a fan of the podcast, so it's exciting. Of course, yeah, yeah mate. It's Everyone... fantastic. <laughs> Everyone fucking loves this we, pod. <laughs> we, are, we are your podcaster's favourite podcast after all. Um, if you're checking us out on YouTube, hit do us a like, hit the or do us a solid, hit the like button, subscribe, do all that sort of shit that we always ask you guys to do to try and help us out and support us maybe a little bit. Um, once again, as everybody will know, when you look at uh, these YouTube videos, only 10% of the views hit the like button. It takes half a second out of your day to hit the like button. Come on, guys. Let's get fair income. Um, leave a review on your other platforms, all that sort of stuff. Unless you are locked on dubs, we're only Suns fans who want to talk about yeah. basketball, and we know that you'll get upset that um, fans are talking about basketball, so you can switch off now. Um of course, we are only six days away from the next watch party, the Aussie Suns fans watch party. Our first two in Melbourne and Brisbane were raging successes. Um, and this next week on Saturday, we will be kicking another one off in Sydney um, at the Sporting Globe on Kings Wharf. Um, Boyd and myself will be there. We'll have lots of giveaways, courtesy of the Phoenix Suns organisation, and we're pretty excited about it. So make sure if you're in Sydney or you can get to Sydney or whatever the case is, um, we're calling Sydney out because Melbourne and Brisbane were fucking amazing events. Um, so we're calling Sydney out to make this one just as good. Otherwise, you're going to cop a spray on next week's pod. Boyd, any comments on the watch parties? Yeah, man, just um, just on on the Facebook uh, um, event, it hasn't been as popular as the... Uh... As the previous couple, but I'm I'm hoping that they come home strong. We've got some uh, some some flyers up there down down in Sydney. So, but um yeah, I mean like Gavin and I are flying in from interstate to fucking um, host this event and hook hook you guys up with some free merch. So fucking get along and bring a mate. Excellent. We're going to do this a little bit differently. So uh, Mr. Leesus here can join us for about half an hour. So. What we normally do when we have a guest on from the US um, and from anywhere else, we uh, get them to ask some questions uh, of us as Aussie fans um, because generally they don't know the answers to those sorts of things. It can be about how we become Suns fans. It can be about Australia in general, if you like. We don't really care because that's what we do here on the pod. 
Normally we do it a little bit later, but because um, Mr. Lees only has half an hour or so, we're going to kick it off right at the start with that. So, Andrew, shoot away, mate. Do you have any questions for us um, in regards to our Suns fandom or Australia in general? Yeah, no, I mean, first of all, let's just start off with the, with the base. Like, how did you both become like Suns fans? I'm curious. Boyd, you can go first. Mate, uh, man, uh, yeah, uh, 92, 92, uh, Charles Barkley versus uh, Shane Hill for the Boomers at the Olympics. Um, Charles Barkley was fucking barking at him up and down the court, and I fucking latched on to him, knew fuck all about basketball. Now, I've said it. I've said it before on the pod. I thought MVP was uh, most violent player because I think <laughs> we just associated it with the fact that they were, you know, having a bit of a Barney, and um, and yeah, then I jumped on the Suns because he was. Uh, I think he was. It was shortly after um, around that time traded there, and and obviously the ninety three, uh, ninety two, ninety three finals against the Bulls. It was just all just a perfect storm. So yeah, I jumped on him ever since, mate, and um, um, obviously sparse. Um, coverage here in Australia, but it's gotten a bit better now. And um, yeah, still plugging away. Now now doing this podcast with that fucking piece of shit in Melbourne, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it was um, similar down here, basically um, in the early or, or late 80s, early 90s, um, the NBA took off uh, the Michael Jordan effect and uh, probably the back end of Magic and Larry um, we didn't get to see much basketball down here. We had a one-hour show uh, on Saturday mornings called NBA Action that uh, gave us our, the weekly top 10, all that sort of stuff, and then a condensed highlights game that sort of went for an hour as well. Um, it was uh, I watched one of those games, and it was a Suns versus Seattle playoff game, and I saw Kevin Johnson playing the game. And uh, just from that moment, uh, he dominated the game and decided to follow the Suns because everybody else down here followed the Lakers, the Bulls, uh, the Celtics, and to a lesser extent, the Knicks. And I didn't want to follow everyone else. So I got on board with the Suns. And yeah, got on board with the Suns. One year later, we made the uh, NBA Finals, or two years later, we made the NBA Finals because Chuck came across. Um, And yeah, we've been riding the ups and downs ever since then and still don't have that damn fucking title that we Lises. all desperately they want. Lises, how did you yeah. become a Suns fan, man? You, you're only a young pup, aren't you? Yeah, um, I was born here in Phoenix and like when I got into sports, like my dad wasn't like a crazy Suns fan. Like my dad actually comes from Mexico, so like he wasn't into like the Arizona sports thing or anything like that. So I literally became a, a – an American football fan. Like I, I rooted for the Packers who are like are in Wisconsin, who's not even close to Arizona. And then I started learning more about sports and just like, you know, what are these teams? And then as I was growing up, that's when like the Lakers and Suns had like that, that rivalry with Kobe and, and Nash and Amari and Marion. And my cousin actually at the time was from LA and he was staying with us. So he was a big time Kobe fan. So when those playoffs, like playoff matches would happen, it's like, yeah, I'm rooting for the Suns because I'm a Suns fan, but it was also that extra, like, all right, like, I want to beat him because he's a Lakers fan, and, like, you want to have the bragging rights. So, as a kid, like, that just kind of, like, made me become a Suns fan, and then the Nash team just made me fall in love with the game, honestly. Yeah, just to get it up your cousin, pretty much. Yeah, it? pretty much, yeah. Fuck yeah. I remember once <laughs> he was wearing a, a Kobe Bryant jersey, and we were playing basketball, 
And it was like a week after it happened, and I clotheslined him the way Roger Bell did in the playoff game. And I got in trouble for it, but I just thought it was funny. I was like, I, I got to get him back, and I, I hated the Lakers. I hated Kobe because of it, but it, it really did make me become like a diehard Suns fan. Yeah, fuck, fuck the Lakers. It's um yeah. now uh, before before your next question, do you prefer as we call you Andrew or Lasers? Whatever you guys prefer, it doesn't matter to me, honestly. Okay, Whatever. cool. It was it was more what you preferred, so we're good. We'll you'll probably uh, we'll probably jump between one or the other. Yeah, okay. And we might even we might even end up just calling you Andy because we're Australian. <laughs> that's what yeah. we do. We're just short and stuff. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, any fun. other questions you have for us? Yeah, I have a question for you because I see you. I saw first of all the picture with Booker. That's awesome. Was this your first yeah, time amazing. in Phoenix in Arizona? Uh, no. So I've actually been over every year for the last three years. Um, oh, really? When when we had the 64-win season, myself and Nate, who is generally on the podcast with us but couldn't make it, he's travelling for work, um, we booked all the accommodation and tickets and everything because we were on the 64-win season and thought, screw it, we're coming over for the NBA Finals, let's get in early. Um, and basically 10 days of that was non-refundable. So that was the first time I'd been to Phoenix. Um, so instead of watching the Suns in the NBA Finals, which I should have been, um, but unfortunately COVID and Luca gave us the uh, yeah. gave us the business that year, um, we spent the time over there meeting up with as many people as we could. We went to a couple of demi oh, one WNBA game. We should have gone to a two, but we were out at a bar somewhere. Um, uh, went over there, still did the 10 days, uh, enjoyed that. Then I was over for work uh, during the playoffs last year um, in Atlanta and decided to take a detour. So I flew over and shout out to our man, so says Jay, who hooked me up with a playoff ticket to game five against the Clippers. So got over there for the um, the 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 series closing game against the Clippers awesome. and yeah. got to watch that, which was cool. And then of course um, was over there again a couple of weeks ago, which was, which was amazing. And I will be back in May when we're playing in the NBA finals. <sighs> sounds like a so, plan, man. So you, um, um, you, you both fucking rub shoulders with D book and I'm the stupid cunt who hasn't. Yeah, pretty fucking, much. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, he's a, hey. He's a cool guy. Uh, fuck with Buck. He's yeah, uh, absolutely. And he was amazing when when I bumped into him out there um, after the Miami game. I think it was. Um, he was more than happy to have a quick chat and uh, and take a photo. And I was really surprised because I thought he might have told me to get stuffed. But um, no, he he took the time, took the photo. Really cool dude. Um, to be honest, I think if you're over there, Boyd, and you did the same thing that I did, he'd tell you to get stuffed. Well, no way he'd hey, take the time hey, to spend hey, with you. Hey, um, you forgot to mention that Book actually asked you to put your clothes back on before you took the photo. Um, yeah, when that, you that, was re that was that was a reasonable request. <laughs> he he, he actually do that too. I thought he was just being a dick with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, he did, no, he did that to me too. Which I look, I thought, I thought it was a reasonable request, but yeah, you know, well, look, ultimately, just, I got the photo with book. He's just, he's and just generally, when, do I say generally? Do I say generally? Generally, when I look at the photo, I'm not wearing clothes. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking that's a given. We, that's can't, a given. we can't say that. We can't say that. Any other questions there, Lasers for us? Uh, yeah, is it difficult for you in like 
obviously just with the time difference, like what time is it locally usually? Because obviously here in Arizona, it's usually like 7 p.m. when it's a home game, 7, 8 p.m. So it's right in the evening. What time is it for you guys, like usually around game time? So generally it's um, we're, – we're pretty lucky, especially with the West Coast games. So the West Coast games are generally between – the earliest start would be 11 a.m. and the latest start would be 2 p.m. So particularly when you get to the weekend, um, if we get a 1 or 2 p.m. game on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, it's um, crack some beers and watch the basketball and we're done by sort of 4 or 5 p.m., which is great. Yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of fuck with that. The East- during the COVID, when they're in the bubble, a lot of the games were just obviously they were in the bubble. Like they would start around like two p.m. you know or noon, like Arizona time, and this is just kind of nice not having to wait till seven eight p.m. to like have to watch the game. And then by the time the game's over, it's ten p.m. You got to go to bed. You're just like tired. Yeah. Especially if you lose, you're annoyed. You feel like you wasted the night. You're like, I, I waited all day for the game. That happened with me yesterday, man. I was watching. We'll get into it right now. But I was watching the game. I was like, I was having fun. Never felt like we were gonna lose. The game ended. I was just in there like, what the fuck? Like, what was that about? Yeah. I I don't think you're on your own there. That was um, – during COVID, that was tough because the games on the East Coast, the early games are generally sort of 8 or 9 a.m. starts, which can be a little bit tougher because you've – especially during the week, you're, it's the start of your workday and you're generally pretty busy. Most of us, as Aussie Suns fans I know – we actually get to watch the games because we get to the afternoon and even if we're working, we can have it uh, to the side and you're still watching the game, even though you're working. Um, but as everyone knows, when you're in the office and you're working, it, it's the morning that's busy. So the East Coast games this week is a perfect example, uh, is a much tougher watch for us this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, that's fucked. But at least we're not fucking on the East Coast. Like, you know, Flex used to have to fucking um, watch a game and he'd be up at like fucking 2 a.m. in the morning doing his after-game shit and uh, trying to fucking... <laughs> Imagine that. You'd be fucking... Nah. Nah. I don't mind it. Yeah, as long as you've got a work-from-home job and, um, you know, you've got a good... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Your employers are flexible and you can sort of make your own schedule. It works out well. It works out well. You're right, Jake. I've never visited Iowa and I'm in no rush to. Iowa's a shithole, Jake. Yeah. Iowa is a Nobody's down there. <laughs> all righty. All righty. So, uh, so, so you're you good. You got, you got got no other questions there, Lizus? No, I'm good. If, if I have any more questions, I'll DM them to you after the show. <laughs> Damn straight. We're, we're more than happy to answer them in our uh, mailbag segment, which will be later on in this show. Um, so this week's games, we had a, we had a four-game stretch this week, gentlemen since our last pod, against Indiana in Phoenix, a 117-110 to win. Against Chicago at home, a 115-113 to win. Uh, against Dallas, uh, a, an amazing win. Like, let's be honest, it was Christmas Day revenge, and it was fucking glorious. And the little bitch bitched his ass off, and I really enjoyed watching that. A 132-109 to win. And then, of course... The shambles that was yesterday, uh, a one thirty-one to one thirty-three loss. How did you see the week there? Well, let's go with the guest, Lizas. How did you see the week? Like I, I kind of like. We can start at the beginning of the week. Like obviously, like there's always been progress with this team, and that's what we're looking for is consistent progress. And I never, I even like the Bulls game when they were down twenty. You know, I wasn't too upset about that. I was like, okay, it's a back-to-back. 
it kind of just happens sometimes. The Bulls, like, the Bulls obviously are a pretty mediocre team, but they do have some scores. Kobe White, you know, they can just get hot one night and beat you. I thought them coming back that night showed a lot, just about, like, the kind of guts that they have because, really, they have won five in a row. They could have just given – like, nobody would have been mad at them for losing that game, a back-to-back. You know, you've already won five in a row. You came back against the Kings. They showed a lot of heart that game. I was really impressed by that. Obviously, the KD game winner. And then the, the Dallas game was fucking awesome. I think we all agree with that. I was actually I was actually courtside for the for the Christmas game. So, you know, Luca looking at the crowd felt a little personal a little bit. I'm like, damn. Honestly, though, like, re- really, like, he is an amazing player to watch in person. And that game was not an amazing uh, game for me to watch with, like, Kevin Durant had, like, 15 points. Devin Booker didn't play too well. I think Grayson Allen was our leading scorer. So that game, that game kind of stung. I remember leaving the arena like, this motherfucker, like, is just going to do this to us forever. So uh, watching the Suns kick his ass in Dallas, honestly, was a lot of fun. And it was fun seeing him throw a little fit there with the fan, get him tossed out of the game, and, and Booker going crazy. And then ultimately with last night's game, look, Book scores 62, Suns lose. They didn't play any fucking defense. Like, that's just the truth. They didn't play any defense. From the jump, they didn't play any defense. Like, what they get, 132, 134 with no Halliburton like in the lineup? So, you know, you can only imagine what that would have been like. After the game, you know, there's KD stands that want to blame Book. There's, you know, Suns fans that want to blame KD. And to me, I'm just on the side, like, we just won, what was it, seven in a row? We just won seven in a row. Booker just scored 62. Like, we're finally getting healthy. I don't understand why after every single game there needs to be a civil war. But Suns fans, like, it's this guy's fault. It's this guy's fault. Like, sometimes, hey, they didn't come out with the energy they needed. They didn't play defense. Shit happens. You lose a game, you move on. Not every single game has to be a – you don't have to write a think piece after every single loss. Yeah, look, I'm fucking fuck Luka Doncic, man. Fuck him. He's a fucking. He, this is this this is why that game was so fucking good to win. He's fucking. It's it is a rivalry. It's a rivalry because of all the fucking uh, all the whinging that he does, the him and book thing, the fucking um, the playoffs, the fuck. It's um. Um, people, people still ask the question: Is that a rivalry? It fucking is, man. And and it gets it gets me up for every single matchup against the Mavs. For me, it's just fucking. I'm on it. I want to fucking kill them. I want I wanted I wanted to leave the whole fucking squad on right to the last second in that game and just fucking put the foot on the throat and choke them out. Anyway, but that's um that's that's me there and that's um and that fan getting getting thrown out. You know, Lucas doing a he's doing a good job of walking that back. With all that shit, but he got fucking no, oh, no, he didn't get thrown out. Oh, he was saying all this shit. People say shit all the fucking time. You fucking get get on with it. You get paid millions of dollars. Fucking carry on. But anyway, um, yeah, well, my take hold on, on the- just uh, just on that, just on that. Could you imagine the slander that Devin Booker would have copped on Twitter if he had done something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, it's too. There's two different worlds that that we're living in when you when it when it comes to the stigma and the fucking um and the aura I mean, he still cops a, he still cops he still cops the shit now for the double team incident in the open gym still still fuck I mean, yeah it's um we're we're operating in com- two completely different worlds with um that aura around Luca and just the fucking. Yeah, I was listening to Sun's Jam the other day, and he did his um, subreddit stakeout with all the other fans on Reddit fucking talking shit about the uh, – all the Mavs, Mavs fans talking shit about the Suns. 
and there was a whole bunch of them in there saying that they they just Booker has a face you want to punch in the <laughs> you you want to punch it square. Like yeah, but that's on every opposition it. fan subreddit. Every single one. They all want to punch I, Booker I, in the face. I don't get it. I swear to God that uh, I, I swear to God that Boyder and Lissy now don't even bother removing that comment from their weekly notes. They just leave it at the top. They just leave it. Um, yeah. Someone, someone in the opposition subreddit is saying Booker's got a punchable face. What they don't understand is Devin Booker's a beautiful human being. I mean, <laughs> have a look at the man. This side, look at him. Yeah, he's, he's he, looks, he looks good in that photo because of the fucking. The piece of shit sitting next to him, really. Well, really, yeah. that's that's probably unreasonable. I would have thought, but <laughs> anyway. Um, look, uh, amazing week—a a, seven-game win streak, which was fantastic. Um, I'll touch on Dallas quickly, although we spoke about it. The things that came out of the Dallas game were Luca looked really dangerous in that first half. Now, Josh Okogi cost cops some grief, but he was very good on. Um, Luca in that second half. So we all know that when Luca starts to struggle, the mysterious ankle injury comes out, which happened in the second half. He had to go and get his ankle re-strapped and he had to have a fan thrown out of the game. And the Suns' defense, second half defense in that game was the expectation and the baseline. And they need to maintain that. And uh, Lisa's mentioned it. Against Indy, we didn't have that baseline. It felt like they were just sort of going okay, we won the games over the last seven that we needed to to create that momentum. Today's maybe not as important. But, but there was one major issue in the Indiana game. One major issue. And that issue was Natalie Sago. Get the fuck off the court. Do not ref ever again. This has nothing to do with anything, but you are a fucking terrible referee. And how a team can go through an entire last quarter without a foul called is an absolute shambles. Now, I saw somebody write on Twitter, like, I'm a Suns fan, and that last one on Booker wasn't a foul. He hit him on the elbow and then the other arm. It's contact. It's a foul. And Howard's saying zero free throws in the fourth. No, Howard. There was zero fouls in the fourth. Zero. Yeah, that's just crazy. How can you play an entire quarter of this is this is a team that and and I, this was something else I saw and I can't remember who wrote it. So sorry, I'm not going to give the credits right now. But this is a team that two nights before gave up 16 free throws to Giannis in the last quarter. Yeah, but didn't foul <laughs> anyone on the Suns in the last quarter. Fuck and off. they were playing physical. They were playing physical too. They were fucking. Yeah, they were. Right. They were swamping us. They were fucking double teaming and fucking and getting right up in our grill. Is it? Yeah. It's just like the NBA try and fucking say that they don't try and skew games to make them more, yeah, watchable, or whatever. But fuck, man, that's a, that's a hell of a coincidence. If 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 it's none of second- that going. And the secondary, um, the secondary issue that came out of that game is, we've spoken, we spoke about it a lot in the off season, and um, spoke like I know personally, I've spoken about it. Doesn't matter who starts game, it, it starts games. It matters who finishes games. Do not ever put fucking Eric Gordon in in the clutch again. <laughs> Why did he not fucking shoot that? He did not shoot an open shot. 
the the not shooting the open shot, I'm okay with because the dude was ice cold in that last quarter. But if you watch that last play, he did not defend anything. The first one, the Siakam offensive rebound, he walked past Eric Gordon. All he had to do was put his fucking arms out and box out. Yeah. Then when he didn't do that, he didn't push across and um, play a defensive role on Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, was, he was the closest there. Book and Durant were under the basket. All he had to do was shift three steps. And he could have been a person that stood in front of Obi Toppin. But he didn't do it. Defensively, massive liability when it comes to the clutch. And we need to move that on. That's where we need... We know that the, ultimately the ball's going to Booker, Beal or Durant in those situations. It is never, ever going to be Eric Gordon. So uh, take the yeah. dude off the floor and put a defender in. Hey, look, I, but I, I saw I saw plenty of fucking um, um, defensive lapses in that game. Book Book had a couple of real fucking eye popping ones where he just cunts were just fucking running behind him, and he just did not know or he wasn't paying attention. So it, it he's not the only time. one there, though. Yeah. Do you know but we we be we would be the worst team for sides after a score getting an, an uncontested layup under the basket in transition where – and Drew Eubanks is probably the worst at it. And Drew's last couple of games have been much better, but he doesn't force back at all on that transition I'm, piece. What I'm saying is that, there, for me, that shot not being taken, when you are three-point specialist and you have fucking miles of space, you have, and you're a fucking pro too. You're brought in for this. That's a shot you have to fucking take. So um, there was plenty of defensive lapses throughout that game. And um, the more alarming thing uh, for me was the fact that he looked like Josh. He looked as hesitant as fucking Josh Okogie on the three-point line in that moment. And that's not fucking why we got him. And if he's not going to fucking do it, fucking ship him. <laughs> fucking yeah, off. but you're not, you're not shipping Eric, Eric Gordon, mate. I'm sorry, but no, no, that, I know, that ain't I know, happening. I know, I know we don't, but fuck. That was the most upsetting thing about that sequence of plays. What do you think, Lezus? Yeah, no, I just think it was just like kind of a microcosm for the whole game. Just like again, I don't even think it was you know the you know the last play of the game or the KD missing a um, a three with Booker open at the top of the key with twenty four seconds. I don't think it was Gordon not taking a shot. You know, I mean, late in the game, KD drives for a layup, misses the layup, probably gets fouled again. They don't call a fucking single foul in the whole fourth. So, like, to me, it was just, like, a whole bunch of – it was just kind of those, one of those games where Indiana clearly wanted it more. They've kind of been struggling with Halliburton out. They were home. The crowd was into it. And to me, it just never felt like the Suns were going to lose. And then at the end, it just felt like they felt the same way. I feel like the Suns felt the same way. I mean, they were up 11 in the fourth quarter. And then it just feels like once, like, Indiana closed the gap to, you know, 6-4, you know, two points, it just feels like Indiana had way more in the tank. And the Suns were kind of like, all right, we'll go to Booker a few times, Katie, a few times in isolation. They can get a few buckets. We win. If they don't, we're not going to defend. We're not going to get offensive. We're not going to get offensive rebound. We're not going to box out on defense. You know, it just kind of felt like one of those games where they just honestly didn't have a lot in the tank for whatever reason. Fair. 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 But what, uh, hey, we, okay, haven't, we, haven't, we haven't talked about the 62. The fucking – well, the fucking book of brilliance. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Money. I'm sure. I'm sure we're going to do that in about three seconds, mate. Because Boyd, who is your player of the week? 
Devin Booker. Because he scored lots of oh, points. Oh, why? Lloyd. <laughs> Mate, um, one, look, for a series of three days there, I thought fucking KD was so fucking white hot um, leading up to this, this week of play that he was going to keep on taking out my player of the week. Like, I didn't think he could. I thought he was just in such a fucking purple batch that um, he was just unstoppable. And then and then it just fucking, the tides turn, and then you see fucking Booker does it. Yeah, and we've seen we've seen that this from Book, you know, earlier in the season when he's, when he's taking control of fucking the first quarter. But 20, was it 29 points in that first quarter? Yeah, twenty nine, and he probably he probably should have had thirty one. But KBD, and even though Eubanks scored at the end, KBD didn't pass the ball back to him. And I had flashbacks to Jimmy Fredette. <laughs> Fredette, yeah, fuck yes, Jimmy fucking Fredette. Yeah, blocked his. Was it a sixty piece that night? Yeah, or I think 50. I think Booker had a what fifty eight that night. 50, no, I think fifty nine. Yeah, fifty nine, and uh, Fredette took uh, like a last minute three or something yeah. like that when. He should have just given the ball back. Okay, I was going to talk about something real quick, really quick. I just want to bring sure. something up because that kind of reminded me because he obviously the Suns lost that game and then obviously they lose last night. One thing I think is so corny just in Twitter in general is like, even the other night when the Suns beat up bad on the Mavs, I feel like they didn't even talk. Like, I feel like Suns fans collectively didn't talk as much shit. Like I personally didn't really talk shit like that against the Mavs or Luka. Um, and the like the Luka fans now, they're at this point where like – they feel like everything's about them. And last night I just saw a lot of stuff that was like, like oh, it's so funny. Like, Luca always one-ups Booker. He couldn't let him have anything. It's like, did we forget two fucking nights ago when Luca obviously he's never going to try to defend Booker, but he jumped 46 in his fucking house so much to the point to where he has to be bitching to an official, hey, can you get this guy out of the game? He's hurting my feelings because I can't do anything against the Suns. Like, they're not playing against each other. If, if Luca had 73 against the Suns, and Booker scored 62 and they lost, then okay, yeah, you know, Luca yeah. won up them. What the fuck does Luca scoring 73 against the Hawks have to do yeah. who, when two who nights only ago he... had eight, Who only had eight players in their rotation, and one of them is Trey Young. Yeah, exactly. So it's like... defend a fucking... Couldn't defend a castle surrounded by yeah. a castle, surrounded by a moat with fucking guards on the roof. Exactly. And 73 is 73, you know, no matter who you get it, like who you get it against. But at the same time, like, they can't just be like, oh, shit, Luca scores 73. It's awesome. They have this, like, weird infatuation with Booker that, like, I mean, even if even if the Suns had won, they would have said, like, oh, 62 and, or 65 and those Suns win, but Luca scored more. It's like we just watched them two days ago, and Booger kicked his ass, and he was the best player on the court. Yeah, I had a um, I had a couple of mates out here who were Mavs fans and Luca fans who messaged me on that day and went, "Oh, yeah, did you see? Book scored sixty two, but Luca showed him up." And I went, "Yeah, look, you can you can talk all the shit you like about that, but let's just go back two days ago when we wiped your asses off the floor." It's and the only answer they ever have is, "Do you remember the playoffs from two years ago?" Yes, yes. Hey, it's um, it's a perfect uh, storm of Luca fans are fuckwits and Maverick fans are also fuckwits. So you put them two things together, and you have well, in saying that, in saying that, there's a lot of there's a lot of Suns fans that are fuckwits too. All you have to do is watch Suns Twitter when we lose. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh fuck yes. But, Sorry, so, guys, but it's just funny too. Yeah. Uh, if you notice, uh, Luca fans they always got all the numbers and all the stats. And Mavs fans do too. Until you ask them, they're just like you ask them a simple question, like, "Hey, man, I know you got all the stats. 
like, uh, what's Luke averaging in the finals in his career? And they don't have an, they don't have an answer for you. Yeah, so it's, just, it's, it's interesting do, the way that works. Uh, do you know? Do you know one of my favorite tweets that I saw, basically after that game, in the last twenty four hours? Because, uh, well, look, Book did it with the little piece of paper with the seventy. Yeah, and then. MB did it, and then Luke, like, guys, I mean, Will Chamberlain did it because he scored 100. I don't understand the piece of paper yeah. thing. But anyway, um, the, one of my favourite photos was the comparison of Booker's photo with the 70 and then Lucas' photo with the 73. Book's photo is him holding a piece of paper that says 70 with his entire team around him because Book gives a fuck about whether or not it's a team game. And then Lucas seventy three by himself. There was a bit more to that. There was a there was a commentary around it. The the comments that book made, as opposed to what um, um the comment that Luca made. Didn't he make some sort of self centered comment around um um my teammates love it when I have success to, or something like that to to that effect. Well, it's and Luca, book said, of course, of course. yeah, and 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 book said something like um um. Uh, my team helped me get this type thing. It's all about. So yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was more that the, the photo of who's around is fucking is incidental. You you would think, but yeah, yeah, he's a oh, fucking. No, he's got the whole team there. Um, Lazarus, who was your player of the week? I mean, I think it has to be Book. Um, obviously the the even going back to last week, you know, he he follows that fifty two up with the Pelicans, and he, you know, he doesn't have the best game against the Bulls, but then he comes back against the Mavs, forty six. I mean, sixty two, like. And I, I do want to give a shout-out, though, to KD, just the fact that we do have one of the best players of all time on our team. And there's not a lot of players that are as great as he is that will be like, yeah, I'll just watch this guy take 14 shots in the first quarter. You know, I'll, I'll defer to him. I'll defer to him because KD, listen, one-on-one, you know, there's not many people better ever in the history of the game than Kevin Durant. So for him to be like, hey, I really do – this." that's why I do get upset when the KD stands start going crazy on book at Twitter because it's like – why do you think Kevin Durant wanted to come to Phoenix? It's not like Booker went to Brooklyn, right? It's like Kevin Durant asked to be traded to Phoenix because he specifically wanted to play with Booker because he knows the type of player that he is. And at the end of the day, Kevin Durant knows that for the Suns to win the finals, Kevin Durant's going to be Kevin Durant no matter what. Booker has to get to another level to be that second or, you know, 1B guy to his 1A if they're going to win the finals. And and Katie knows that. Katie doesn't think like, oh, shit, you know, we lost uh, – we lost a, a late January game to the Pacers. Like, our season's fucking over. Like, he's thinking about a championship. He's thinking about June. He's thinking about the finals. And, yeah, Booker needs to be, you know, even better. And, and Booker can't get to that level. Because, look at, we've seen Kevin Durant prove it in the playoffs. We've seen him prove it in the finals. You know, whether some people question, you know, just because he's on those Warriors teams. But we've seen him be a killer forever. We need Booker to, to go to that next level. And, obviously, we all get tired of the el- uh, elimination game jokes. But it's the thing. It's honestly, a, it's becoming a thing at this point. And, you know, one easy way for Booker to shut it up is to go on another playoff run like he did last year. And when we do get to those elimination games, go crazy. Like, you know, be the same Devin Booker you are the other 95% of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's only a certain amount of, certain amount of times it has to happen in a row before before you get fucking that title. And um, no, and ultimately, ultimately, KD deferred. He went... This dude's on fire. I'm just more than happy to sit back and watch and defer. And not only that, he was Devin Booker's biggest cheerleader. Like, how often do you get a player who is that good 
on an uh, from an offensive standpoint who's going to sit back and go, this dude is like cooking right now. I'm just going to let him have it. And not even to again bring up the the Mavs subject, but I do follow like some Luca fans and some like Kyrie fans and Mavs fans in general, and they they get upset when they see something. They're like, Luca will never let his teammates go off like that. Like it honestly, it takes a special kind of you have to be securing yourself as a player, as a great player to be like, hey, Katie doesn't feel like oh I have to get four. You don't think Kevin Durant could get 35 every single game if he wanted to? 35, 38 points every single night. He doesn't need to. He doesn't. It's just funny. People call him so insecure and sensitive. If Kevin Durant really wanted us, I mean, we saw it when Booker was out to start the year. You know, the people that he's leading to wins, the people that, you know, he's making these games competitive with, he's that good. And for him to say, yeah, you know what? This guy, that, I just think that's the part that stands kind of like they don't see, like the basketball element. You know, I, I saw last night, you know, when Booker had 29 in the first quarter, there was just fans being like, oh, why isn't KD having more plays ran for him? It's like, this is what you do in basketball. You feed the hot hand. It doesn't matter who it is. If they're hot, you're going to keep going to them. Like, that's just – that's the way it is in sports. Like, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, and um, let's let's continue the talk about KD. All the love in the world to KD. We love you, KD. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Congratulations on another All-Star appearance as a starter. Um, on the West All-Stars this year. Fantastic to see that he got the votes. Um, so we got KD there. We spoke about this last week. Do we still think that Grayson Allen's going to get there in the three-point contest? And do we think Book's a walk-up start for um, the uh, a West Reserve spot? Please. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I'm biased, but I think Booker should be there, but Honestly, there is some competition, obviously, with Steph Curry not being voted a starter, De'Aaron Fox having a really good season. Like, there's a lot of talented guards in the West, but you just can't tell me that Devin Booker is not one of the best players in the league and obviously one of the best guards in the West. Like, he needs to be there. I hope Grayson gets to the to the, uh, the three-point shootout. And, again, like like you guys said, shout-out to KD for, for being uh, named a starter, which is crazy because, you know, earlier in the year I was being told by some people that, you know, the Suns lost the trade by a mile, KD's washed, this and that. And now, what, he's starting the All-Star game again. Like, he's that great of a player. Shout out to him. Booker needs to get there, too. Booker needs to be an All-Star. And, and yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I, I Boy. The, the fucking All-Star process is a fucking farce. It's bullshit. It's, um, yeah, I, I think I think Book should be a starter. And, and, and like you, Lisa, so I'm fucking biased. Hey, hold, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, as Suns fans, we think he should be a starter. I'm sorry, but Book's not ahead of SGA or Luca this year yes. based yes, on what's is. come out. No, he's not. Yes, he is. S- I, SGA I is Book. in the MVP hey, conversation. I love Book, but S- Book, to be fair, Book's also missed a good amount of time this year too. Like you have he to, has. He's missed you have to reward those guys. Like you have to reward hey, SGA. On. You have to reward Luca. Hey, hang on, look at what SGA is fucking doing that with. Look at the offensive fucking firepower that he's got on that team with him. Have a hold on. Hold on. A week ago, a week ago, you told me that we are the greatest offensive power in the NBA we with are. what we've got. We are. Okay. And now you're, now you're saying that SGA's got all the offensive power in the world. No, SGA is no, undoubtedly no, having listening. a better season than Booker right now. You're not, you're not listening. You've got a you've got a whole team fucking built around SGA scoring in that. We've got 
we've got three fiddles to fucking um, um, divvy this up between. Plus, on the exceptional, uh, on, on, on the, you know, the off night, you get Grayson going for fucking 30. We have less fucking shots to go around on this team than fucking they do. And he's still doing, was it 27? What did it bump up to? It was 26.9 or something like that. And then after that 62 or 64 point game, it's, it, it, I think it's over 27 now. But... I'm going to be honest. Boyd's kind of winning me over right now. And I did check, like I had talked about the the games missed. SJ's at 44, Book's at 36. So that's not really a huge difference. Like It's eight it's games. Not... It's eight games out of um, what? 44. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is, it like, is a good it, amount. It's, but... a, it's a significant difference. But I, I kind of get Boyd's point where, I mean, obviously it's apples to oranges, but. I mean, Shea is like, I mean, he is great. I mean, 31 points on 54% shooting, but he is only shooting 33% from three. So you kind of do think about like if Booker was the number one, like the way SGA is, obviously not taking anything away from SGA. I'm actually absolutely not mad that he's an all-star. I don't think he's a better player than Booker, but I think. I'm, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually madder that Luca is in front of Book. SGA for me is a lay down. He, look, he's yeah. the he should be the number one right now. What what upsets okay, see, me is uh, the process, like Boyd said, is because remember oh, early, I agree with that. I, early in Booker's that. career, it was oh he has the numbers, but he's not winning. And then he started winning, and it's like oh he doesn't have the numbers. So like now he's kind of in between. The Suns are obviously a lot better when he's in there. I mean, twenty eight points a game, sixty something percent true shooting. I mean, he just dropped sixty two. It's like what does he need to be considered a consensus all star? Because it feels like Luka's in 20, he's consensus. I'm going to go back one week, and I'll tell you why Devin Booker isn't in the mix there. And it's the fault of Phoenix Suns fans. Because we are complacent, and we don't vote. And then the first release comes out, and Book's not even in the top 10. Then all of a sudden, after the second release, Book is. Why? Because Suns fans get outraged, so they start voting. When you vote from the fucking start, yeah, I'll, I'll take yeah. some of that blame because I took a I took a Twitter break since Christmas, so I wasn't tweeting any of the ballots. You know, like I could have I could have been spamming the ballots for people to vote. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it obviously is a combination of fan voting, you know, coaches, players. To me, like I'm just kind of curious, like and again, coaches, it's like... coaches is only the bench, okay, so, so it's the, um the it's, it's is... fan media player. Okay, yeah. Um, so, so Book was eighth in the fan voting, fifth in player voting, and fifth in coaches voting um, for for the guard spots. So uh-huh. he was behind he was behind SGA, Luca, Steph, and Anthony Edwards. Was he behind Fox? No, he was in front of Fox for for the coaches. He was behind Fox overall, but. Yeah. But in front of Fox for the co- uh, for the players and the. But does, does like fan now, voting for the starters? Does the fan voting do like most of it, or like fifty percent of it? It's, it's something like fifty percent, and then they weighed it, and book came out. So he was basically equal fifth overall. Okay. okay. Um, and he was equal with Fox, um, and somebody else. But ultimately, the fan vote. Suns fans let book down. They didn't vote enough. Um, Correct. He was he he was definitely behind on the player and media votes as well. Um, now, over the co- course of the first half of the season, SGA I think is a lay down. Luca, okay, he puts up big numbers, but and and I guess he's probably ahead because the Mavs are ahead of the Suns in in the record. 
that wouldn't help book. It just won't. Simple as that. And Edwards the same. And Edwards is in front because Minnesota is the number one ranked team in the West. And they have to put somebody in there. It's yeah, I, just, I think it's interesting, though, too. Like, we're talking about how when Booker, you know, when the Suns were winning as much, they're like, oh, yeah, Booker can't, you know, he can't be an all-star. They don't win as much. But obviously, Luca has, you know, better stats than, like, than Ann Edwards because he just does more. He has a higher usage rate. Like, his offense is centered around him. But if you think about Ant, like, he's been really fucking good this year. And the, yes. and the Wolves are the second seed in the West. And, like, there's not even a consideration for him over Luca. Like, that's just kind of crazy to me, too. Like, again, for so many years, I've been told, like, winning really matters when it comes to being an all-star. Winning, like, you know, you have to have the stats, but you have to win. And then, unless it's Luca, then it's like, he's just penciled in there for the next 10 years, like, no matter what they do. And, uh, look, listening, listening to national media this year, um, which is the first time I've ever heard it, um, like I listened to the what's the wind horse pod? The wind horse pod, yeah, I know. No, yeah. it's whatever. All of those guys had Booker in as straight up. Um, you, you see Bill Simmons, he's talking about Booker being in everybody on TNT except Charles Barkley. So, fuck you, Charles Barkley, had Devin Booker. Um, it's I think books are absolute walk-up start for one of, one of the additional spots. Now, how they base it is two guards and a wild card is effectively how it's going to be there. And Edwards is going to get one of the guard spots. Um, Book will get one of the guard spots and Steph will get one of the guard spots. That's the, that's the, that's the other three. Um, the challenge, I guess, and, and you mentioned him, Lizus, is De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Like, like Fox is really good. Like, I, obviously, they're not having the team success they had last year. And Joel, a lot of their, uh, lot Joel, of their losses Joel, are right. really close. Like, my only thing is, like, yeah, Fox should be the – I don't know. It's tough. But, uh, I mean, obviously, we know center. You know, DeAndre is probably going to be there. No, I'm sorry. That's, that's probably that, – that's too soon. That's too soon. My bad. My bad. Maybe, maybe and, DeAndre is not making this, this year. This, without being um, cut off forever from Phoenix Suns fandom, this, <laughs> we lose our fucking shit over a Miles Bridges trade that hasn't happened, but we won't vote for Devin Booker. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't, I don't fucking lose sleep over the fucking all-star thing. It's, like I said before, it's a farce. I mean, no, but it's, it's not a farce. It's a farce to us as fans who sit there and watch, like, for me, I go back to when Kobe had a Achilles injury and he was voted the number one fucking guard in the West. So number one, NBA, if you don't play them, you've already changed all your fucking awards. If you don't play a minimum amount of games, John Morant should not be in the votes at all. He played three games. You shouldn't even be able to vote for that motherfucker. And that's what happened when Kobe did his Achilles. He was the number one voted guard. He couldn't even play in the game. Yeah. Take him out of the ballot. And I honestly but, wish they, they, they put so much, you know, emphasis on wanting the regular season to matter because so many fans just don't care anymore. I almost just wish, obviously, like, don't take him out of all-star consideration, but there's if there's so many requirements for MVP, for first-team All-NBA, for everything, you know, in terms of games played, why is it there a requirement? Like, I, I'm just throwing shit out there, but, like, how about, like, a win requirement or, you know, a seating requirement to be an all-star starter? Because at that point, look, then you uh, actually – Games played. For me, games played to be an all-star. Yeah. If if they've got games played to be an MVP, a six-man, yeah, a rookie of the year, all the, 
has to be a games played for an all-star. And fact of the matter is, if Jar get, let's say Jar got voted top two and got voted as an all-star starting guard, he's going to pick up a massive bonus in his contract for being a starting all-star when he's played three games. And the reason he's only played three games is that he shot up a fucking joint or wanted to shoot up a joint and sat on a plane with a gun and is threatening to bash fucking security guards. That's why he missed 25 games. Why yeah, the hell I, should that guy receive an extra two and a half million dollars? It's it's Devin it's, Booker. Devin Booker will have bonuses in his contract to be an all-star starter. And he's not going to get that opportunity because fans don't vote for him like they do Jar. And I think you make a good point because I, I think I even fall into this sometimes where you feel like you kind of have that old mindset of just a Suns fan, like where the, you know, the little Suns, nobody cares. And you almost just, you put yourself in that mindset where it's like, okay, you know, we're not going to outvote a Warriors fan base for Steph or a Dallas fan base for Luka, but it's like, you have to fucking vote. Like, I think so many Suns fans, I think you make a great point there, Gavin, where it's like, they just think there's no chance Booker does it and there's no chance he can do it. So, so they, they don't just vote. don't vote. Yeah. And, and yeah. the funny thing is that you use this one this year as a perfect example. Book wasn't even top 10. He was behind fucking Clay Thompson. And yeah, that's a joke. That's a joke. Like, like, you got a couple, a couple of years ago, they fucking... Even that rookie fucking Brandon... Uh, no, K-pop it was, yeah, the K-pop, K-pop voted for Andrew Wiggins and he yeah. became a fucking all-star <laughs> starter. But, but, again, but again, that was half of the Suns fans' problem. No one voted. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Now, anyway. all of a sudden, after the first release, Suns fans went nuts on this one. And Book went from outside the top 10 to eighth. And then after that first initial outrage, all they did was sort of vote here and there. And also, let's lessons moving forward, Suns fans. If you're going to put a West All-Star vote in and vote for Devin Booker, Make sure the other guard isn't Luca or SGA or Steph Curry. You're just negating your vote for Book. Yeah. Cox. <laughs> That's my rant. Sorry. Um, does Grayson Allen make the three-point contest? I see Dame's back to defend his title, but nobody else has been named. But does Grayson actually get a Guernsey this year? Probably not. And it because... It's all about fucking um, um, status. It's about, all about fucking status. Um, clicks, same, the same reason, Gav, that the fucking all-star voting, aren't, they're not going to take out Jaron Morant. They're not going to take out Jacoby with the Achilles injury because it's about clicks. It's about fucking um, these big names drawing attention. All right? So it's just not going to happen. And Grayson... Grayson is known as a dirty player. I don't know. I don't think he has enough clout. I don't think he's a big enough name. He's he shouldn't. He's shooting good enough. He should be in there, but it probably won't happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm be pretty. Uh, I'm be pretty sick uh, when Grayson doesn't make it, and then the fans just vote in. You know, Clay Thompson. Who I mean, he's still like a a pretty good three point shooter, but you know, he's obviously not the player he was. And I mean. Grayson's shooting damn near fifty percent from three. Like he needs to be. Like he should be there. But like you said, it's just like I mean, we'll see. There's always there's always two or three spuds included, right? Like oh well, spuds spuds is a bit rough. There's always two or three lesser known players that are. Included. It's like why was Julius Randle in it last year? <laughs> exactly. Fuck, yeah. And look, Cat was in it. Was was it last year? Year before Cat was in it. We just. 
we just have to hold out. We, we might get bold, bold just because he's fucking, you know, the flavor right now. Bold, bold. Well, he's, not, he's not anymore. He, he hurt his um, ankle and hasn't played yeah. for seven months. Um, uh, I know, uh, Lesus, have, are you, how are you going for time? Uh, I probably got like 10 more minutes. I'm, I'm good. All right, cool. Let's talk about something that's probably going to wind some people up. Uh-oh. It's trade deadline time, and there's some rumours flying around. Yeah. So let's have a chat about some of these rumours. So the first one, I'm going to leave the controversial one to last. The first one, KJ Martin from the 76ers. Talk out there, the Suns are already engaged in discussions with the Sixers for KJ Martin. Talking about a second-round pick, maybe two second-round picks. What are your thoughts there, Lizus? I mean, Kendrick Barnes is obviously a young guy. He's 23 years old. You know, doesn't get um, – yeah, he just hasn't gotten the most playing time this season. But I feel like his name has been rumored with the Suns for years now. And he kind of is what kind of what they need. He's a really explosive, like, tweener, like, 3-4 guy who's, like, very explosive. You want him to shoot threes. You know, you want an energy guy off the bench for defense. And you just see the value that it has because the last few games that, you know, Bates the office played like pretty well when he has that size and length, like it has a lot of value to the team. KJ Martin's a name that I like, especially if it's only going to cost you a second rounder or something like that. Like I, I would be open to that. Boy. Yeah, man. Well, look, we, we get interest in KJ Martin um, before he left Houston before he, uh, he, he was actually, uh, was he traded or did he go in free agency? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had interest in him then. So look, I I had a bit of a fucking sticky beak then, and um, yeah, yeah. I liked him as a as a versatile um piece. He's got a lot of fucking growing to do. I don't I don't think he's hit a spot where where he's actually he can show his true value just uh just yet. I think I think he could do that with us. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of that move. Um, it's just who do we fuck off? Uh, the roster spot for mine. I I wouldn't mind if it was one or two fucking of our shitty fucking second round picks um, to get him. We don't but... need to. KJ KJ Martin will fit in the trade trade exception. We could we could do that with second rounders and use one of the trade exceptions and just cut someone. That's what I'm saying. My only issue with it is who do we cut from the roster to get? Oh, there's to... fucking plenty. <laughs> is it is it is it bowl bowl? Do we lose? Well, bowl, bowl, I'd bowl? like I'd like I'd like to cut bowl bowl, but you know that I don't have the love for bowl bowl. But in saying that, uh, no, don't? he wouldn't he wouldn't be my first choice for cutting. My my first, if we're bringing in an, a wing, my I'd be looking at some of those guys that are the wing type positions. But I think if we picked up a KJ Martin just for draft picks and a trade exception, I think there's another trade in the works. Yeah, cool. which may and and I think I think it's potentially uh, two for one, which opens a roster spot. Yeah, nice, nice. But I think if if that isn't the case, what I'm saying is, um, look, I still think that our that or our, a three the, for two. <laughs> I still think that at the work that we've done in the offseason, I still think Yuta's a fucking um, lights-out shooter. I still think um, KBD is really? a versatile... I think I'm out on Yuta. I was, I yeah, was in on hey, Right now, we all are. But in the very essence of, of, of who they are as a player, I, I think it's there. I think it's, I think it's a slump. And I, and I think that 
there could be a moment where it comes back. He's not going to get the minutes to change that now. He's, I know, he's, a, complete, he's a complete defensive liability, and he just isn't hitting shots. He isn't hitting shots. So it probably so for mine, it's probably it's probably a Utah. I agree. Or a Jordan Goodwin. Um, second second one, Jashawn Tate. Yeah, he's got same same. He's got about seven seven mil on the books, hasn't he? Seven milli on the bookie. Yeah, we'd be we'd be looking at a Nasir Little trade. Yeah, so um, I'd take Jashawn Tate over Nasir Little all day every day. Um, would you take him over KJ Mark? Yeah, I would. He's a look. He, ultimately, he's a more polished piece. He's a he's a more um, um, NBA ready, like a, a rotation minute ready player than than what um, KJ is. So yeah, look, definitely, I'd take Jay Sean Tate. Um, but yeah, has that even been rumored? I haven't even heard that one. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, well, PHNX certainly rumored that one, and there's been I saw. Well, Gerald had fucking Gerald yeah. Bourget had fucking thirty options, and I think he was just fucking plucking. Guys no, I did see. I did see. I did see an actual article that was talking about Jay Sean Tate. But okay, okay. Anyway, um, is your source D coldest, Gavin? <laughs> no, that fucking. I don't even cook? follow. I don't I even follow talk, I'm not legally allowed to talk about it. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I get in trouble when I talk about it. But... <laughs> no, I get in trouble when I talk about it. But I mean. He's a not to talk shit, but he's a prime example of damn. You can really get a, a following because some people are just desperate to think shit. I remember he, I remember DC had a you know a few days before the season started, he was rooming DeAndre for Paul George. So I'll just leave that at that. If that's what you want to trust, that's that's fine. But I think I think I'll stick with some of the other guys personally. And James Harden. And James. Harden. Oh yeah, that was James Harden too. Yeah, both of them. It was like, oh, yeah, ooh, James Harden was certainly coming. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> before we get distracted on that, Royce O'Neill, boy. Now, Royce O'Neill is, I know a lot of Suns fans are really, really keen on the Royce O'Neill trade. It's a lot trickier. We're sort of going three for one plus picks, and it needs to be specific players. I think Royce O'Neill's kind of out of reach. Yeah, look, I um, here's the thing with Royce o, Royce O'Neal. Sure, well, he's he's actually slumping a bit right now. I think um, I think um, I think I'd stick, I'd stay the course with Nasir Little over Royce as a future piece, and also as as someone that we know, you know, you know, puts in effort. Like Royce O'Neal is um, again, he's just going to be a a band aid fix, and with his slump recently. Who knows what we're going to see? Yeah, it's a bit risque for me. And and you're right, Gav. It's a it's a few pieces um, rather than a. It's a little bit too much of a shake up for something that's not. There's a, a, yeah. sure there's, a, a there's an yeah. There's an additional element of trickiness to yeah. Royce O'Neal. I do want to talk about him as just a player though. Um, with Royce, like I, I probably like him more than you know most people do. But uh, I want to give a shout out to RB underscore three eleven. He's he's a Suns fan. He he posted this stat. And it, it just kind of highlighted Royce O'Neal before, you know, when he was in Brooklyn with KD before he got her and then after. Um, you know, since KD left, he's been at 7.7 points, 4.9 rebounds, 3.1 assists, 1.3 stocks, and then he's shooting 37% from the field, 35% from three, and 39% on wide open threes. 
But when he was with KD, before that injury, he was averaging 9.4 points, 4.9 rebounds, 4.1 assists, 1.6 stocks, shooting 42% on threes, and then 45% on wide open threes, which we know that, right? You know, whether it's Yuta, Kogi, Allen, you know, all these guys. Yuta. Yeah, Yuta like, was doing the opposite. And, and I just think and I just think Royce O'Neal is one of those guys that he played with those Utah teams, you remember, like, that were just super gritty under um, uh, the coach's name. Um, uh, the Utah coach's name. He's in Atlanta now. I forgot his name. Um, Quinn Snyder. Yeah, Quinn Snyder. Um, like, he was one of those really gritty guys. I remember him matching up with Booker a lot, and, like, Booker would still kick his ass, but, like, he would fight hard. And I just know that Royce is kind of one of those guys that – when the big game comes along and the playoffs come along, like he's gonna take the shots. He's not scared of the moments. Like he's not, not gonna get gonna shy away. Yeah, he's I'm not gonna pass it back to Katie when he's wide open and Katie's covered. Like, yeah. I'm more I'm more interested. I'm more interested in bringing in someone who can a bit dog defense. Which we know Royce can do, but maybe he's lost a little bit of that. To I do think it's important to remember context though, and like, yeah, obviously in a perfect world we want all of our athletes to always just give a damn and try their best. But, I mean, I remember watching games when KD and the, and the Nets were on that win streak last year before he got traded. And Russell Neal was playing defense. He was hitting shots. Like, he looked good. It's just harder when, like, you don't have anything to play for. You're kind of a mediocre team. The spacing isn't there. You don't have the number one guys, the Kyries, the KDs, to get the attention off you. I, I think he's one of those guys that really would benefit from a change of scenery to just like a middle-of-the-pack kind of bad team to a team that has these offensive superstars where you tell them, all right, all you have to do, play defense, be competitive, and take the wide-open fucking three. Just take the shots. Like, they're not always going to fall, but don't be afraid to take them. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to bring up a name, and I didn't read all of the articles, but I haven't heard this dude's name this season. But we talked a lot about him in previous seasons, and – I just don't think he's getting the burn in OKC that he should be getting. Um, and I think he's a still think he's a perfect fit for the Phoenix Suns. Why aren't we calling OKC about Kenrich Williams? The fuck, is he still playing? I don't fucking know. I don't know, man. I don't know much about Kenrich Williams. You talk about him, Gav. Well, solid, solid outside shooter, great defender. Um, he he fits the current system that we have, but we there was a big focus from Suns fans last year about the potential of Kenrich Kenrich Williams coming in, and that was a couple of years he's ago, not getting the burn. And, well, two years ago and last year, this year yeah. not so much. But I think the opportunity's there, and he's probably it's probably as cheap as we could potentially get him. Um, his contract is smaller than the Sea Littles. I think it's kind of worth having a look at, Lasers. Yeah, I mean, I, I do remember that like two years ago. I remember, uh, you know, fellow Aussie David Nash. If you guys follow him, he did like a little breakdown on on Williams, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's like really perfect for what the Suns need. And I obviously I haven't heard his name thrown around like this this deadline, but I mean, he's somebody who you think about all the pieces OKC has. You know, all, they have so many like they're they have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to just like shooters, defenders, athletes. Like, you really do think that Ken Rich is something wings. that they could – Yeah, with just wings. all these wings that are just wings. really good. And, like, and now Ken Rich is kind of on the, on the other side. You know, he's a little older. I think he's 29, right, 28, 29. Like, yep. he's somebody you can get. And, again, like, I, I say this all the time when it comes to the Suns. is like, I want adults on the team. 
Like, I, like it, they don't necessarily have to be older or younger, but they have to be like those guys that you know when the game is on the line or it's a stressful time. Like, they're not just going to lose their shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want adults. And Kevin strikes me as an adult, as a grown-up. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about the last one. There's plenty of rumors out there about the discussions with Charlotte for Miles Bridges and Nick Richards. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna like put a caveat on this. Let's first talk about the basketball fit. Okay. And then we'll talk about everything else. At the moment, the discussion is um, Nasir Little and some of our other minimum contract type guys um, traded for Miles Bridges and Nick Richards. Give up a lot of our for, uh, our second round picks. I think we have five at the moment that we can give up. From a basketball standpoint, how well do you think that fits the Phoenix Suns, boy? Yeah, I mean, um, he'd be handle, uh, handle. He would be handy from a basketball standpoint. No fucking doubt. Who, hey, there's they've got two. Let's not let's not eliminate the fact that the discussion is around two players out of Charlotte. Yeah, no, Nick Richards, I'm all for. I'm all for. From a from a from a fit standpoint, hundred percent. Nick Richards and and what's his name? Flex Flex convinced me because he's got all the insight on that man. And um, but yeah, look at after after he after hearing um uh, Flex gloat about him, I actually picked him up in fantasy and he kicked ass. So that's when I started paying attention to him. But hey, look, I um, yeah, look, yeah, no, okay, Gav, it's a fucking nice fit. Is that what you want to hear? It is. We all know that. But that's not all of it. So yeah, what do you think, Lisa? I, I, in terms we'll, of just we'll pitching. move, we'll move to the we'll move to the next piece straight after this, right? Yeah. No, I mean, just talking about Richards. Like, obviously, the last few games. I mean, tonight he had twenty six, thirteen, and four blocks. He shot ninety percent. I mean, he, he's like he's top twenty in the league in blocks, despite not even being in the top one hundred and fifty in minutes per game. Like, he's a great athlete. He's like he's the kind of guy you need. Like, you have to remember the Bulls game the other night when. Eubanks got into it with uh with Drummond, and then he kind of showed you what a really good like. Obviously, Eubanks is not the type of cal or you know that type of player, but when he when he is feeling it and he is blocking shots and dunking and that you know you have that that vertical stretch of the game that we haven't really had you know because Nurkic really isn't an athlete like that. I think you can you can space the floor vertically and like Richards is that kind of guy who's a long athlete. He's gonna block shots, get dunks, get rebounds. Like to me, like he's the guy. I know we're about to talk about the other guy. That's the guy I think you got to get. Um, ultimately, both of the pieces fit. Yeah. yeah. We we bring in we bring in a four that can push KD to the three, and he's whether we like it or not, he's a walk up start as a starter on this team. And Richards is the ideal. Who who's no, well, you, you are, think, you, are you are you knocking Grayson out for fucking yes, Bridges? Yes, yes, you know, you know my philosophy, man. I've I've had yeah. the same one for weeks. Grayson Allen would be fucking killer coming off the bench for this team. Uh, right? Also, keep in mind that Miles is doing that in a Charlotte outfit that he is a lot more involved in 
Um, and there's a certain knack to being um, a fourth or fifth option. We have fit, fit team. We have two of the three big three on the floor most of the time. Grayson Allen coming off this bench would be an absolute fucking murderer. And what have our bench points been? Horrible. I kind of see that Horrible. argument you're making, but I kind of make it for Bridges more so in the sense that I like Grayson just on the court with the spacing he provides with how good of a shooter he is. Yes. Like they can they can't I mean with Bridges, you know, he's a good athlete, great athlete. You know, he can get to the rim, he can block shots. You know, he's that kind of S, you know, that kind of wing that's kind of in between, you know, power forward and a, and a small forward, but he probably would play the four here. But Grayson's, I mean, he's almost a 50% three-point shooter. Like, you can't help off of him or it's a layup. To me, you bring Bridges off the bench, and that's kind of what you haven't had in, like, years. Somebody that can come off the bench, you know, Bridges can get 15, 20 off the bench. He's a great athlete. You know, he'll have the ball more in his hands if he is coming off the bench. Like, to me, that's – and, again, you talked about it earlier. You don't really care who starts the game. You care more so who finishes the game. Like, yeah, Bridges could be somebody who finishes the game maybe even in a small ball lineup, you know, with Grayson in there. You know, it depends, like, you know, what Vogel wants to do. But speaking purely basketball, with what it would take to acquire him and the type of player that he is, it would be a fit basketball-wise. Yeah. And, uh, look, I agree with this, Midge. If we bring Miles Bridges in, we'd bring him in and he'd be gone next season for one of two reasons. So, oh, before I move to the next part, secondary, Nick Richards is the perfect backup for Nurkic. So, 100%. ultimately, we're looking at a title. And that is where the Phoenix Suns have placed themselves. They're going, we've gone all out to win a title. So, these two players would put us in a far better position to do so. Now... From a Suns fan's perspective, do you want Miles Bridges on our team, Boyd? No. No, I don't. I mean, just go and have a look at them fucking photos of his ex that he flogged the shit out of. And just ask yourself, ask yourself, look, can you imagine putting that into your fucking locker room? Like that fucking... Could you imagine catching up with this guy for a beer and not wanting to fucking knock his head off yourself? Could you imagine just kicking it with him and vibing with him? Knowing the fucking piece of shit thing, things that he that he that he does in his fucking day to day life. I mean, fuck if you put that in there, and and I I look, I don't stop I don't stop following the Suns, but every fucking week on this pod, I'll get on and I'll refer to him as that piece of shit Bridges, which I don't like saying because of Macau, but you know what I mean. So it's um yeah no for me it's a fucking it's an it's a no brainer no. And um, we don't need it. I think we've got what we fucking need. I wouldn't I care if we didn't make a move. We don't fucking need to. Why bring that smoke? Can I, I can I play devil's advocate? I know it's you want to. Well, and, and look, before I play devil's advocate, this is my job as the host to play devil's advocate. It's your fucking job. I don't, I don't agree with this shit, but let me just play devil's advocate for a second. Um. There's just as many videos of his partner being just as bad as he is. Yeah, but he's a fucking um, man. He's he's, he's a fucking man. fucking this wide, this right. fucking tall. <laughs> I I agree with that. I'm I'm just I'm throwing this out there. And number two, <laughs> he's a, well, yes, he, he's a man. And he's got a balls up for sure. 
absolutely agree with that. Number two, it's not like this Phoenix Suns are completely clear of um, this sort of behaviour in the past either. No, we're the not. guys that we really, really like. Hey, and and it, well, it, case by case, fan by fan basis. Were you okay with the fucking, um, you know, with the past discrepancies? No, I fucking wasn't. I don't, no, I just, I don't want to fucking go no. there again. I said I'm playing devil, devil's advocate, right? I fucking. To so me, hate. I just I don't like the discourse on Twitter when it comes to him. When they say like. You know, listen, obviously none of us are God. None of us are the judge of everybody. Nobody, We don't know everybody's heart. But at the end of the day, people are treating this like as if he, like, was caught with drugs or he was caught, you know, or a drunk driver or something like that. Like, he hit a woman. Like, that's not something, like, I mean, personally, like, that's never fucking crossed my mind. And obviously you play devil's advocate. You brought up, you know, there's videos of, of her doing stuff. I haven't seen them, but, you know, you're, you're bringing up. I've been in situations personally in my life where I've been around a woman that's been like acting a certain way, never once in my life had to cross my mind to fucking put my hands on her. And to me, that's not something where it's like, oh, you know, absolutely great. He needs a second chance. It's like he got a, he even got a fucking second chance. He broke his probation because he broke his restraining order. Like, and then people say, oh, she forgave him. You know how many cases there are of, you know, people who get abused? They have this attachment yeah, to absolutely. the person who abuses them. Like, that's not the best indication of, oh, she forgave him. It's like he fucking hit a woman. Like, like you said, he's a piece of shit. I don't. I don't need to hear anymore. I'm not perfect. I don't think any of us are. But like, I don't want that shit on my team. And it's like, and let me what? let me make it very very clear. Anyone who lays hands on a woman uh, on a woman, I I'm more mean? than happy for you to come. I'm more than happy for you to come and knock on my door and tell me about it because I would love to punch you in the face. And that includes <laughs> you, Miles Bridges. Oh, here we go. Here we go. He's going all fucking hammo, calling out. Ben Simmons. <laughs> on, I'm not going to go that bad, but but uh, I just we need to we need to lay it out there and and look, Lisa's. I think I think you said it perfect, right? None of us are perfect, and none of us none of us have all of the information. But ultimately, for what we sort of seen and heard, it's not the greatest. Yeah, and for me, like, personally, I saw the I saw the images of his wife, of his girlfriend, whatever. I can't get those out of my head and be like, oh, shit, he'd be really good for us at the four, though. Like, to me, that's just, like, I'm being disingenuous. Yeah. I, I, it just, I wouldn't want to just sacrifice my morals because, like, oh, he's good at putting a ball in the fucking hoop. It, yeah. it, it's, it's one thing to be, like, like, us on this pod, Gav, we say a lot of fucking shit verbally and we type a lot of shit on Twitter. We all do. And like, look, like, it's, it's like this comment here. What about on weekends when Boyd identifies as a woman? Like, if when you identify as a woman, I'd still punch you. Well, I only identify as a woman when I'm about to get bashed at the pub. Um, and I say, oh, you can't fucking put hands on me, man. I'm That's the only time I do. I use it to my advantage. But, hey, <laughs> no, but look, um, look, and, and I'll be completely honest with you, Lisa. Uh, Lisa with, um, um, we all talk shit on, like, on our social medias, like yeah. I've been, I've been on you and I've been off you for certain comments or this, yeah. not getting a DA tat on your face. Yeah. Face tat thing, the DA, I've been on you and off yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's disappointing by you. At, you should At the DA end of the tat. day, at the end of the day, what, what we do online and the shit that we talk on a podcast is completely different to you behind closed doors, fucking making a decision yeah. to fucking, to do something like that. So, you know, you can fucking... Yeah, and to yeah. me, like, again, I'll be an army off. Like, 
What's funny is that like people that don't talk to me, they also just have a different perception of me. Like I see a lot of the shit. Like I think a lot of it is funny. Like I I don't take myself too fucking seriously. Like oh I'm above being joked about and like and again I am self aware to the point where like I know I've done stupid shit. I know I've said stupid shit. Some stuff less serious like the eating shit. But then there's shit that I said in the past that is just dumb to say. And I I've grown up and I've matured and I'm still maturing. I'm still not perfect. But we kind of you talked about John Moran earlier and why he's out. At the end of the day, John Morant, when people say he got a second chance, he actually didn't break any laws when he had the gun in there. He was carrying it legally in Colorado. Like, was it stupid as fuck? Yeah. And that's why he got suspended. But he didn't even break the law. It's like this guy fucking hit a woman, and then he broke his restraining yeah. order. Like, what and, are we doing here? And, and, that's, and that's my stance right now. So for anyone who's still made it to him, Miles Bridges should not be even playing in the NBA right now. I agree. Yeah. That's that's my stance on this. Is he a great fit for the Suns in a basketball sense? Hell yeah. Would I would I make the trade from a basketball sense? Hell yeah. But the dude shouldn't be playing in the NBA. Yeah. He should yeah, be I, I his ass on the I fucking that a year ago, uh, a year and a half ago, when the, all the pictures came out. I'm like, this guy should never play in the NBA again if it's true, and it turned out to be true. I just would feel like the biggest fucking hypocrite ever to be like, oh, now he needs a second chance. Now that it's going to benefit my favorite team. Like, it's just, no, yeah. I'm staying by it. Like, he, I agree with you. He shouldn't even be in the fucking league. Fuck All right, Bridges. before, before Leezus has to leave, I have to, I have to get this one out. I'm sorry, but you need to be part of this. We have a segment, Leezus, called Who Am I? Okay. Um, you will fill the role as a guest. Boyd. Obviously, you will fill the role as Boyd. The chat, it's guest slash Boyd. Uh, you want guy slash Boyd or girl Boyd? Chat. So, Lisas, you are at a disadvantage because if anybody in the chat guesses and uh -huh. gets it wrong, you have to wait until the end of the next question and everybody else guesses. This is the way it works. If you get it wrong, you have to wait until the end of the following round after the other guesses. Unfortunately, Nate's not here. He can't um, guess for this one. He's going to miss out. Okay. So who am I? I was drafted from North Carolina by the Phoenix Suns. You don't have to guess. Remember that. You can right. pass. I was drafted from North Carolina uh -huh. by the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Boy, do you want to have a go? I have a, I have a guess. I, have, I know. All right, Can't go. Kendall Marshall. Wrong and wrong. So you're both back in for hint number two. Yeah, let's hear it. And the chat's wrong too, um, but you're both back in okay. for round two. I was a shooting guard slash small forward. Shooting Pass. Pass. The chat wins. Chat slash guest wins. Walter Davis. It was indeed uh, Walter uh, Davis. That's before my time a little bit. Well, the, you know, the other I hints... Thought... I that thought I had one the good. Kendall Marshall thing. I thought I thought the the little like trick was gonna be saying that you were drafted by the Suns, and most people would think like Cam Johnson, but he was drafted by the Timberwolves technically. So I thought I thought you were trying to get me. I'm like, dang, I think I got it with Kendall Marshall. It's <laughs> a good one though. Um, the other hints were I am a six-time NBA All-Star, two-time All NBA Second Team, NBA Rookie of the Year, and Olympic gold medalist. My number was retired by the Phoenix Suns in 1994. And I was inducted into the Ring of Honor in 2004. And the final hymn was, I was known as Sweet D. Yeah. 
I might I might have gotten that if your hint was like my name's Walter and the last name starts with a D and ends with an S. I think I probably would have got it. <laughs> Lizus, thank you very much for joining us. So I know you have to crack on and do whatever else it is that you need to do. Um, thank you for joining us. We had a ball, mate. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was fun. I appreciate you guys having me on and yeah, just let me know when this episode drops. I'm excited to listen to it again and you know, oh, it's already dropped. It's live. Oh, it's live. Yeah, you're right. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Wait, Lisa, before before we go, um, yeah. Before you go and go to sleep, sorry, midnight there. Yeah. Um, are there any shout outs or shout outs? Any cunts on Twitter you want to fucking get into? I think. Honestly, I'll give a. I just want to give a shout out to all the fucking fans that don't lose their mind after every loss. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to the people that can keep their cool and like always just like not every loss has to be the end of the world. Like I, I see your guys' tweets. I appreciate you guys keeping it cool too. Like I, I appreciate fans that are passionate. And like I never want to take away the passion side because I'd be during the game, I just tweet some crazy shit sometimes. I get upset. But after the game's over, man, let's move on to the next day. It's not the end of the world. We're good. Agreed. Agreed. Um, uh, where do we find you? Yeah, just on, on Twitter. Uh, my handle, I guess X, right? Uh, my handle is Andrew Lezis. You guys can follow me. Uh, type my name and you'll probably see some crazy shit and some awful shit. But I'm just a sub fan. I like to have fun. And hopefully when you guys get to know me, I'm, I'm not that bad. Sweet. Ass. No, Sweet we, ass. we appreciate you jumping on, dude. And uh, thank you. Well, well, thank you so much for jumping on. We had a ball so far and. We've, we've got a little bit more to go through, Boyd. But, um, no, Lizus, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. And we'll certainly catch you around the traps on Twitter. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. The honor was mine. Seriously, have a great rest of your show. See you, mate. Thanks, man. Bye. Boyd, four Yo. games this week. East Coast trip. Orlando, Monday, 10 a.m. Miami, Tuesday, 11.30 a.m. Brooklyn, Thursday, 12.30 p.m. And Atlanta, Saturday, 11.30 p.m. 11.30 a.m. What's your prediction? I'll say all W's for obvious reasons. No. Uh, th this, I mean, this, out of most weeks, regardless of whether uh, whether or not you think that I've always picked wins or not, this is a fucking walk-up, this one. This is fucking, you saw the... Atlanta game, the fucking um, um, we can apply a little bit better defense than what was fucking shown there. Um, you look at uh, um, Orlando, we had them. We've got their number this this season. My Miami are in a slump. They're fucking nowhere. Um, yeah, man, give me give me the four. So it's four games. Four games is it? Four games yeah. before yeah, we pod yeah. next week. Give me all W's, mate. Hey, by the way, by the way. The Atlanta game, we'll be together. The Atlanta game, yes, yes, and it's on a, it's at a watch party, and we haven't got a good fucking it's record all. at parties. Time, time to turn it around. We're zero, we're zero and two at watch parties. We are, we are, and we Which, at watch parties have have not seen the big three yet. It's good, it's good to have a skin full though, and just be fucking. <laughs> To help help us deal with it. Well, it's, but, um, good. it's good for you to have a skinful because you fucking wouldn't buy your own beers. Hey, I'm going to buy you a couple. Fuck, I hope so. I'm broke as fuck. You can um, buy me a couple back as well. Just, you know how it works. No, no, that's not happening. Um, 
we are going four and zip this week and moving within striking distance of the top four in the West. Because our guys love a road trip. And while we lost to Atlanta, uh, sorry, Indiana, we lost to Indiana because of Natalie Sago. So as long as she doesn't officiate any of those games, we're good. We're good. Boy, mailbag time. We do have some questions this week. All right. And some good, and some good ones, too. Good ones. All right. All right, let's see how we go. Taking, in, taking into account all NBA jersey designs in the history of the NBA, which team has the worst jersey designs overall? Which team has the worst? Uh Fucking Charlotte, Charlotte, the okay. fucking clip thing. Okay. thing. And I do like, like, I do like some fun. of those Charlotte jerseys. So yeah, look, yeah, I, I just, I think it's it's more so the colouring for me. Um, yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte for me. CLT, like fuck. Come on. Yeah, I think you. I, I was going to say you just went there because the clip jersey, right? Mm. Yeah, I'm not a and, big jersey and, guy. Um, Look, I agree. I agree with Joel. The Charlotte pinstripes from the Larry Johnson Alonzo morning days, amazing. Are you talking about this this year or all time? No, just in general, in general. overall. No oh, fuck. It says taking into account all NBA jersey designs in the history of the NBA. Oh, all right, all right, which all right. team has the worst jersey designs? Oh, just fucking um, um, if it. Denver or Washington? Like I said, I'm not a big Jersey guy. So for me, it's between two. This is one of them. Utah. Utah, fucking horrible. And Cleveland. Cleveland's Jersey designs are fucking horrific. I'm going to go with Cleveland. They are just have not had... I can't think of any good Cleveland Jersey designs at all. Yeah, well, I'll take Washington. Off the top of my head. So, for me, they're many uh, Denver. Many kind of sucks, but many many's had some good ones, right? Like they've had some really nice jerseys. But yeah, for me, Cleveland, horrible. Um, not including Luca or any current NBA player. Who was the NBA's worst complainer? The worst complainer? Fuck. Um, Give me fucking complainer. See, there's a difference between complaining and fucking being a firebrand type and fucking uh, complainer. I don't know, Gav. Throw, throw one out there. Let okay, me give me, give me, give me a current complainer. Oh, except Luca. It's Luca. It's Luca. Yeah. Oh well, Luca, Luca's, Luca's, uh, Luca and LeBron are the two, right? Yeah, they're the main two right now. Pre that, yeah. Kevin Garnett used to suck a bit. Yeah, I, I, he was, but the way that sucking to me is the fucking real um, victim type of thing. Oh my god, I can't believe that. Now, Kevin yeah, Garnett, K- more like a... K- more, K- more like a K- 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 yeah, but there was, there's a different way that it was sort of uh, 
uh, delivered, which doesn't doesn't sound as whingy. It's more like fucking trying to dominate a, a ref rather than uh, whinging at them. It's, it's different. Uh, who's a whiny fucking player? <sighs> I can't even fucking think of one. Um, uh, yeah. I tend to, I tend oh, to look, I, Iverson, Iverson was good whinging. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking lost for that one, Gav. I really but am. Pre, pre, pre today's day, they didn't really whinge. There was, there was, uh, there's so much of it now, and that's why there's so many, uh, so many current players that sort of overshadow the guys who are fucking, um, who who are gone because it was more fucking pick yourself up and get on with business, yeah, um, um, type type of attitude. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, man, I can't. Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon had a big sook about not getting the ball enough. He gets the ball at a wide open three and passes. Is he special in the head? Is he, yeah, he's fucking. He's not special in the head, but he's fucking. Yeah, and and I said it earlier. He's it's it's fucking disappointing. It's really di- disappointing. And you were talking about bringing a guy in who was a who, that, that Royce O'Neill type. That was a um, he's a he's a closer. I think it was either you or Lezus were saying that. He's you bring him in because he's he's that guy. Eric Gordon's supposed to be that now for us. He's just and he had that game where he helped us make that massive comeback and he was hitting them clutch late game threes and we just need that again. Don't take your fucking eye off the prize. Fucking yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking he's a spud for doing that. But I don't think it's happened. Who of the rumors, current rumors? Would you like to see come to the Suns via a trade? And who do you think the Suns should give up? Or do you think we should just wait until the buyout market? Yeah, wait. Wait for mine. Wait. Um, For me, I'd love to see them chase KJ Martin. We give up nothing. His salary fits in the trade exception. It works. Um, PJ Tucker Styles. Yeah, he's I'm still he's on no, he's finished. No, I'm still on him. No, waste of time. Don't do it. Waste of time. So we've already had this on. argument, Gav. We've already, we've already been we've already been there with PJ Tucker. Fucking move on. Don't need that shit. Um, basketball wise, this is absolutely spot on. Fuck off with that shit. Well, that's uh, spot on. Boyd. What? Is it your voice on Sun, Sun's Jam that says, Matty, mate, I've got to ask. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's uh, my uh, my kids love it because I'm always listening to Sun's Jam straight after the game. And um, they love it when it comes on and they're like, oh, thank you, Dad. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Are you, are you on any of the other drops? No, uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm probably. I'm soon. I'm. I'm likely to be on a lot more of them moving forward when I take Lissy's spot as a co-host. There. Right. <laughs> is that is that is that on you, the is that on I the cards? Is it? <laughs> no, no. That's just me just fluffing myself. Is it? 
So, so you're moving on to another pot as well. Is it me? <laughs> what? Is it you? Is it me that's driving everyone to other pods? Or no, man, no, no, no. I'd never leave you, Gav. I'd do, I'd, I'd do both. Me and you, friend. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. I would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer. So, Homer, please feel free to tell us anything. Who do you want to have a beer with? Ah, uh, I want to. Look, really, it's the it's the Suns front office, and it's and it's on the Miles Bridges topic. It's like fucking, and I just want to fucking say, it's is it James Jones or is it Matt Ishby? I don't know. I just want to say, fucking, why you? We've done so well up until now. Um, we're just starting to get things back on track. Don't need the discussion <coughs> of that fucking Bridges cunt. Look, uh, just don't. And that. Uh, have a beer and just say, mate. It, it may not even work out. Why fucking? Why fucking dirty the waters if you know you got to? We're, we're about to jump into the the waters of the finals. <laughs> Fuck! Just don't don't do it. Don't. Um, I, me, I want to have a beer with everyone who is going to rock up to the Sydney watch party. Um, one week, less than one week to go. Next Saturday, this time next Saturday. Fucking hell, I just realised that Friday next week, I'm going to have to hang out with you. Yeah. You have to pick me up uh, from when I drop my car off, mate. I'm, I'm going to have my list of, I'll, I'll have my list of demands um, later on during the week, mate. I'm going right. to have to what now? Did you just say I have to what? Pick me up from somewhere. Don't worry about that shit now. I'm not. I'm not. Pick, I'm not picking you up, mate. You fucking are. Get your own fucking Uber and get to wherever I am. And no. no. Let's have beers. I'm no. not. I'm not coming to get you, mate. I'm not paying for the Ubers as well. Hey, 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 hey. I'll tell you what you're doing later. All right. Just fucking don't sweat it here. You ungrateful piece it's of not shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ungrateful. Are you staying in my hotel? Yes, I am. I'm staying in your hotel. Yeah. I'm an Uber's off here, wherever I fucking can. I'll get you to shout me a few beers. And I need you to pick me up from the fucking car rental place. Right yeah, it's not happening. It's <laughs> not happening. Um, so I want to have a beer with everyone at the Sydney watch party, except Boyd. Um, because I didn't even know he was going. Now it upsets me that he's going. Um can't believe I have to spend two days with you. Time for the vlog of the week. And trust me, they are ugly. Very unattractive. Google their face when you're done here. Who's your vlog of the week, boy? My vlog of the week is our pre our former um, um, co-host, Hammer. <gasps> get this. I wake up this morning. As I do every single Sunday morning. I get up, I have my fucking cornflakes, my coffee, and I... Hello, Mrs. On... Boyd. <laughs> I turn on to YouTube to watch Sun's Planet Pod <coughs> and just see fucking um, Jake tear it up and him and Sundarus go at it. Hemo come in with his quirky little one-liners and fucking and judging whatever he's judging or whatever. And he fucking, he just, no show, didn't fucking show up. Fucking, uh, yeah, flog, man. You can't fucking do that shit. You got all the time in the world now, Hemo. Um, you know, you're not, you're not putting all the hours of research for the Suns pod. 
uh, for the Aussie Aussie pod. You fucking you got all the, be better, man. Just fucking be better. But we'll talk about this at Sydney next weekend when we're having beers. Jesus, just um, is Boyd a sloppy drunk? Boyd's a sloppy sober. <laughs> sloppy bottom. No, I'm not. Um, yeah, no, I, I can be. I can be. My my flog, my, flog, my flog of the week is, and no, I'm not going to let it go. My flog of the week is Natalie Sago. Uh, Learn how to fucking referee because you destroyed an entire game and a really, really good game of basketball just was by she being the only one fucking shit. Was she the huh? only one making the calls? She was the one not making the calls. But was she the only one capable of making the calls? No, others were. Okay, okay cool. All right. All right. Well, you seem to have a lot of hate for one. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for joining us at the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. Remember, this okay. week, in five days' time, <laughs> in five days' time, we are running again with the uh, Sydney Watch Party at King's Wharf uh, Sporting Globe. Starting at 11, are we getting there? Yeah, yeah, 11. I'll, we'll get there a little bit earlier, but yeah. 11, 11.30 start to the game. Um, get along. We're going to take on the Atlanta Hawks. Um, should be fantastic. We've got jerseys. We've got bobbleheads. We've got hats. We've got all the fun in the world. So hey, get along. You need to get there early because um, there's going to be a bit of a lineup to buy me a beer. It's it's a fucking so get there early. Get there forty minutes early if you can. <laughs> Awkward silence, Gav. Fucking don't fucking rubbish it. Let's go. Let's go. There is there is we get along to the watch party. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. John Doe, make sure you make it along. It's going to be fucking fun. It'll be a laugh. Even if you can make it along for an hour, you don't have to be there all day. Come in, say hello to me and Boyd. Well, say hello to me and Punch Boyd. Um, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Make sure you make it along. Uh, Boyd, where did we find your last comments? Mate, find me at Buds83 on the Twitter, on the X. Uh, not on the Instagram threads. Yes. Just another Suns fan from Ozland or something like that. Um, but yeah, um, mystery platform at Fucko. No one's found me yet. <laughs> what a shock. What a shock that no <laughs> one's found you on the mystery platform. Um, follow us at Aussie Suns fans. Like, subscribe, do the fucking right things. Look after us, hook us up. Thank you so much to Andrew Leesers for joining us today. Um, looking forward to next Saturday. It's going to be fun. We'll try and go live while we're there um, and hang some shit on some people, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Hamo will be there. Boyd will be there. I'll be there. Get along. It's going to be fucking blast. We're going to have a heap of fun. And do you want to know the greatest thing about what we're going to do there? Boyd, yeah. when we're there, we're not going to be there to fuck spiders. Nope. As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. Science. Pierre Cardin. Science.